right, we are back here for another edition of the Kerry Crowley Show. Today, I'm going to talk about Buster Posey, Giants fan favorite, franchise legend, and whether he can help this Giants ownership group and this Giants organization rebuild a connection with fans that seems to be lost. It's a theme that I've talked a lot about since starting this show last month, and it's a theme that I'm going to continue to dive into this offseason, regardless of whether the Giants end up making the playoffs, going on a run here as I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon before they open a two-game set in Arizona. Real opportunity to gain ground on the Diamondbacks, and I still think the Giants have one more chance to tease their fans before ultimately losing at the end of the season and missing out on a wild card spot. But nevertheless, I think that it is important that we dive into these subjects that will shape not just the near term, but the long term future of this Giants franchise. And Buster Posey is a name who will always be associated with Giants history because of what he meant to this team and how long he meant something so significant to this team. And that is, you know, back in 2010, he comes up, wins Rookie of the Year, leads the Giants to their first World Series in San Francisco era history. It's only the beginning of the legacy that he carves in San Francisco. 2012 wins the MVP, leads the Giants to their second World Series in three seasons. Of course, recovered from the major injury suffered at home, played against Scott Cousins, and the Marlins will forget that one, of course. We could do an entire episode on what went down early in Buster Posey's career and how he won the Comeback Player of the Year Award, the MVP Award, and all that he did to really get himself in a position to help the Giants once again. And of course, he can't talk about Buster Posey's legacy without mentioning that third title in five seasons. Now, he helped Madison Bumgarner navigate through the 2014 World Series that postseason. Of course, Buster didn't have the greatest statistics as a hitter in the postseason, but he did have the trust of every single pitcher on the Giants staff. He did have the trust of Bruce Bochy, Brian Sabian, who really considered him the anchor presence through this Giants era. And while there are better players to come through San Francisco, Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, uh, Barry Bonds, of course, you just can't say enough about what Buster Posey meant to the organization in terms of winning titles and bringing the Giants to a level of respectability and relevance that really the franchise had not known. Their golden era is largely on his shoulders, and now he's back with the franchise. Of course, retiring in 2021 after the incredible 107-win season, I was there in the dugout when he did his final press conference, and the Giants lose the Dodgers in five games in heartbreaking fashion. You've got Wilmer Flores upset at Gabe Morales, and of course the check swing call that ended the Giants' season. You've got Camilo Doval, the rookie closer, who's just devastated by giving up the game-winning hit to Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers. And there's a real sense of disappointment, of frustration, of anger in the Giants' clubhouse. I remember Logan Webb saying, we'll be back. We will see this team again. This is just the start. Things of that nature. And then you had Buster Posey in the Giants' dugout, who... I don't know that I've ever met a player who hated losing as much as Buster Posey, and I would have figured that sitting there at the end of a 107-win season, at the end of what he knew at the time, and we didn't as media members and as fans uh, of the Giants team, knew that was going to be his final season, uh, I would have expected him to be a little angry or a little more upset, given that he just hated losing and really uh, winning meant so much to him and playoff success was all he knew in San Francisco. But instead, he conducted that post-game press conference after Game 5 of the NLDS, sitting atop the dugout on the third base side at Oracle Park, was really composed and almost looking out at the field like, like he was at peace and had this sense of calm, and there was a serene nature about Buster Posey at the time. And I thought it was a little odd. There was some chatter in the dugout afterward among media members about how 
unique that moment was and the way that Buster was speaking was just so different compared to what we'd seen from him in previous years. And then a month later, of course, in November, he announces his retirement. Uh, Giants do the press conference. And that was really the first time I had seen Greg Johnson take on this public-facing, uh, you know, figure aspect of the organization where he was up there next to Buster and Kristen Posey uh, as Buster announced his retirement. It was the first time, really, that Greg Johnson, who was, I think, the chairman at the time, and the Giants had officially formally moved him into that role, had taken a seat at the table in a public-facing, in a forward-facing fashion that made you realize, hey, there are big-picture changes happening this inside this organization. It's not just Buster who stepping away. It's Greg who's taking over. Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler were going to need to recover. And two years later, after Buster Posey announces his retirement, we're still talking about how the Giants can recover. We're still talking about how the Giants can replace Buster Posey, about how they can rebuild the connection with fans. And so I wanted to focus today's episode of the show on Posey. Uh, and in particular, because last September it was announced that he bought into the ownership group, became one of 31 general partners that the Giants have now. And uh, it's a real complicated ownership group because uh, you don't have one person with the majority share, but Greg Johnson is the chairman. He's the person, uh, the Johnson family has the most shares, I guess, in this Giants organization. So they're really the representatives, the public facing people uh, who Giants fans can look at and say, okay, if something happens and it's on ownership, this is the person who's going to speak. And so I think with the state of the franchise, especially the last two seasons with the direction of the franchise, having failed to have won a postseason series since 2014, all of a sudden there's big picture questions about the ownership group, the payroll, where the organization is headed, can they right the ship? And so Buster Posey being a part of this ownership group and being associated with the figureheads of the organization, with the people who are leading this organization, with the people who are making the day-to-day -day decisions, uh, of course fans are going to wonder what type of an influence does he have. And so I, I haven't been covering the organization as a beat writer for two seasons now. I'm not you know, on the ground at 24 Willie Mays Plaza every day gathering information like all the great beat reporters do. But what I can tell you is understanding Buster, understanding how Major League Baseball organizations work, and understanding what the Giants wanted to do by bringing him back into the fold and having him be involved in some key decisions, we can start to explore what his presence will mean to the organization moving forward and really what his presence will not mean to the organization moving forward because I want to dispel a few myths, talk about what's practical and what's not. And so even though the Giants are in the midst of this playoff race, uh, I, I'm of the belief that you don't celebrate a team that comes in third in the National League wildcard race and expanded postseason field. And look, if they get to the playoffs and they do well in the playoffs, I think that that would be a great testament for the organization, especially for the young kids in the organization who've had a great season to help the Giants get there. I've done entire episodes about how important I think a playoff run could be for the San Francisco Giants. But I wanted to focus today on Buster Posey because I just think that the bigger picture is really what matters when it comes to this organization and how fans are feeling about the Giants right now. And so let's start with some good about Buster Posey. One, he's physically back in the Bay Area. You know, I was skeptical of Posey moving to Georgia with his family and being able to have this big influence in San Francisco with the Giants ownership group just because it's really difficult. I mean, you're talking about someone who's a devoted family man, someone who really, you know, surrounds himself with his wife and kids and spent more time with his family than I think most players do during the regular season. And so being in Georgia, I just thought that that was going to be something that while great for the Posey family and while incredibly important for them to have that time together post-playing career, it wasn't realistic to think that Buster could have an outsized influence on the organization. So 
The Posey family moving back to the Bay Area this year gives him an opportunity to be inside the walls of Oracle Park, gives him the opportunity to see Greg Johnson, to see Farhan Zaidi, to see Gabe Kapler, and to see players and to make his presence felt, make his recommendations that he has for the club in person, and to be involved a little bit more in the strategic day-to-day operations of the franchise and charting where this organization is going to go from here. And so uh, another thing that I think that Giants fans should understand in Buster Posey and how he can influence this club moving forward is he accepted or he bought into ownership and he accepted this higher level role in the Giants organization, knowing that Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler were in charge. And ultimately, I think having confidence in the direction that they were taking the franchise. I really do believe that back in 2021, the season that he worked extensively with them, of course, being a critical force for that 2021 team, being uh, really one of the Giants' two MVPs that year, three MVPs if you count Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford among the position players. He really developed a positive working relationship with Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler. And there's this notion out there, I think, among certain fans who maybe don't pay as close of attention that Buster was loyal to Bruce Bochy and Brian Sabian and he didn't like what was going on. And I'll tell you, he had a ton of respect for the way that Gabe Kapler came to him and communicated with him throughout the 2021 seasons. They managed his playing time as they developed a plan for him to be in peak physical condition for as many games as he could working with the training staff. I don't know that there was a player on that 2021 team that worked more closely with the coaching staff and the training staff. So Buster Posey does have this certain built-in level of trust and loyalty to the Giants' current regime. And that's not to say that he wouldn't be okay with moving on from Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler eventually. I certainly don't know that. And I don't think Buster would ever come out and publicly say things like that in a report or in an interview with a journalist. But what I do know is that what they built in 2021, it was good. It meant something and it helped bring him back into the fold with the organization. So I think that if he believed the organization wasn't heading in a solid direction, if Buster Posey had real concerns, he would have voiced those and he may not have joined the ownership group as soon as he did. And that's not to say that Buster Posey won't be here long after Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler have moved on to different jobs or different opportunities. But I will say that Buster Posey did accept this role, did buy in knowing who was in charge and who was kind of charting the course for where the Giants were going. And so the third good positive aspect, I would say, of Buster joining the organization when he did is this is someone, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, who hates losing. I think that when I covered Madison Bumgarner, I'm not sure that I ever met anyone who loved winning more than Madison Bumgarner. But when Madison Bumgarner lost, especially back in you know 2017, 2018, 2019, I think he was able to shrug his shoulders a little bit more than, say, a Buster Posey could. I think that he was able to move on and know that, hey, he can only pitch once every fifth day, and he isn't as responsible for the ultimate outcome for the team. And that's not to say that other pitchers feel differently, because you remember when Buster Posey moved on from the Giants organization in 2021, decided to retire, he very quickly passed the torch to Logan Webb, and he was very purposeful about doing that. And I bring that up because Logan Webb is the other player who I met during my five years spent as a Giants beat reporter who I think hated losing as much as Buster Posey. And again, not to say that Webb or Posey loved winning 
as much as Madison Bumgarner. There's a real difference there. He just gets so upset as a rookie, as a second-year pitcher, third-year pitcher, uh, when he lost a game or when the team lost a game. He really took it personally, and he was very introspective about what he could do to improve. And that's why I think that making him the face of the franchise, having Logan Webb step into a greater leadership role, was absolutely pivotal for the organization. And I think that you know Logan Webb being on all-star teams in the future is important, but Logan Webb having the opportunity to mentor a Kyle Harris and a Mason Black, a Tristan Beck next season as the rotation takes shape, a Carson Wisenhunt, don't want to leave some of the names out who I think will be impacting this Giants club. I think that that was really important. I think that Posey saw how important that was. And so having someone at the highest levels of the organization in the ownership group who hates losing, who hates mediocrity, who doesn't tolerate it the way that Buster Posey didn't tolerate it as a player, I think that that's really important. And I also think that that tells me he can't be in love with the current state of the franchise. And that means to me, he's back in the Bay Area, he's part of this ownership group, cares deeply about this Giants organization. I do think all of those factors and his hatred of losing and his hatred of where the Giants could go if they don't turn things around as a franchise could make him more amenable to having a bigger voice in the organization this offseason, to making more decisions, to having more input alongside Greg Johnson, alongside Farhan Zaidi, alongside some of the bigger decision makers in this Giants organization. So I want to talk about the impact that Buster Posey can practically have on the Giants organization. I'll get to what he won't do, but let's talk about practically speaking what he can do for the Giants. And one I do think, and this was indicated to me at the press conference when Buster Posey retired, and ultimately when he comes back and joins the organization again in an ownership capacity a year later, that he has the ear of Greg Johnson. And Greg Johnson, the chairman of the Giants right now, obviously, I've criticized him a lot on this podcast. I think that he needs to spend more. I think that he needs to go out and understand that the Giants fan base is very upset with the state of this club, that the attendance numbers are a reflection of how Giants fans feel about the direction of the organization. But I also think that Greg Johnson is smart enough to understand that Buster Posey is someone who can help him. And he knows that his legacy as the Giants chairman right now is at stake in the next few years will ultimately decide how fans view Greg Johnson, how fans view his legacy. And the number one thing that you can do in your position, if you're Greg Johnson, the number one thing that I think all of us in that position, if we were, say, made an owner of the Giants for one day would do, we would listen to Buster Posey. We would take what he has to say about the game of baseball, about strategy for the organization, about player personnel decisions. We would take what he has to say into account, and we would allow that to shape our vision for the franchise. And so I think that Buster is a incredibly baseball savvy. Does that mean he's out there scouting double A games and looking at minor leaguers the Giants should sign? No, but I think he does have really good big picture perspective about an organization. He understands what works, what doesn't, the type of players you need to win, the type of players who may not be as helpful ultimately on a 26-man squad. And I think that when the Giants are listening to Buster Posey, as I anticipate Greg Johnson will this offseason, because he knows that this organization needs to turn it around, because he knows his leadership and his legacy is at stake here, that will benefit the San Francisco Giants. And so the other things that I think can Buster Posey can have an impact on with this organization is he understands the model, as most fans do, for what wins in San Francisco, what wins at Oracle Park, and really what can work 
for the San Francisco Giants. He knows that elite pitching and homegrown talent, which the Giants are attempting to build, that's a recipe for success for this franchise. He also very much respects the strong veteran presences that helped guide him to World Series. I think you look at 2010 when the Giants brought in a, a Javier Lopez, 2012 when the Giants bring in a Hunter Pence, 2014 when you've got a Tim Hudson on the roster. Buster knows what those type of people mean to an organization. He knows that you can't just win with youth. You have to have contributing veterans who've been there and done that in the postseason before. I think that that will ultimately influence the way the Giants attempt to shape their roster this offseason. I think that Buster... Well, he not, may not be making the day-to-day decisions on you know who should the Giants pursue and how much should they pay individual players. I do think that you bring a name to him, you bring a few names to him, and he can help you sort through those ideas. He can make some calls to people that he respects in the game and some opinions uh, you know that he knows that he can turn to in you know difficult times like the Giants have been in since 2014. And I would say this is a prolonged difficult time without winning a playoff series. I think that that's where Buster can help be a separator for you. And I think that, you know, he has the skills and the trust within the organization to make recommendations. And ultimately, it's going to be on the people, the highest levels of the organization to listen to him. Because, you know, there were people, I think Brian Sabian might have been one of them. Who knows if Bruce Bochy was one of them. But after they moved into different roles in the organization and were, you know, in these advisor positions, I don't know how seriously the Giants listened to them. And you've got this great, incredible melting pot of a front office at the time, 2018, 2019. Farhan Zaidi takes over and you've got Scott Harris coming in. You've got Brian Sabi and J.P. Ricciardi. And I think that those are all people with front office skills. And if you put them in the same room, if you're listening to all these opinions of people who can and have helped baseball clubs in the past then you're in a better position to make winning decisions. But whereas if you're just listening to yourself, if you're Farhan or, you know, the room is small and you've got these advisors that, that you don't really use, and I'm not saying that, that is the case, I'm saying that could be the case, then I think the Giants are in for trouble. But with Buster Posey there, you have to listen to him. He commands respect. He's got authority. He's part of the ownership group. And I ultimately think that the Giants will make, uh, you know, Buster Posey a priority part of this organization, of shaping their strategy moving forward. So one other practical way I think that Buster can impact the organization, let's say 2024 doesn't go well for Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler. Let's say the organization does decide to move on. I think that Buster will absolutely have a sway in charting the future. I think that he will be involved in interview processes. He will be involved in the hiring decisions that the Jazz will ultimately make. And I think that Greg Johnson, if he didn't involve Buster Posey, would be making, quite honestly, the worst mistake of his ownership tenure if that is the case down the line. It's not like, you know, the payroll is set at 185 and it could be 205. I think it's if you're picking the future leadership of this organization and you're not listening to Buster Posey, who would make that type of a call? So I do think that Greg is smart enough to realize that. I think that Buster knows that that's the way that he can influence this organization. I think that if he is interviewing front office executives and he's listening to managers for future consideration, again, this is all hypothetical. This is to say that if 2024 doesn't go according to plan for Farhan and for Gabe, assuming that they're back, that Buster will have a sway in helping chart the future of this organization. I think that that is something that a lot of fans will be very, very excited about. So uh, while saying all of that and thinking about the practical ways Buster can help the Giants as an organization moving forward, I want to talk about what I don't think he will do moving forward. And that is, 
He's part of the ownership group. He's not going to be managing the team. I know that there's been a discussion. I know that some fans have expressed interest in Buster coming back and managing the team. But think about the roles and responsibilities of a manager and think about the priorities that Buster Posey has in his post-playing career. Uh, One, you've got multiple media responsibilities on a daily basis. And talking to the media was something that Buster really didn't enjoy all that much. As a member of the media, I know. Uh, There were only a few times when I really cracked him in our off-the-record discussions, when I got chuckles out of him, when we, you know, had personal stories that we were sharing with each other. We were around each other for five seasons. You're talking about someone who just doesn't like to show that side of him. He's very business-like. And if you're the manager of the San Francisco Giants, if you're the manager of any baseball team, You're interacting with a gaggle of reporters twice a day, every day, before and after every game in spring training, the regular season, the postseason as well. Your biggest jobs are interacting with the media, massaging relationships with players in the clubhouse, making sure that everyone's on the same page, carrying out the orders of a front office because that's what a modern baseball team does. These decisions are not made unilaterally. The lineup is not set by a manager on a daily basis, except in very rare cases. I don't think the Giants will ever go back to that. I think that if Buster Posey was ever considering being the manager of the San Francisco Giants, there are so many factors that will be at play working against him. Let's be honest. Uh, The guy's made hundreds of millions of dollars uh, with his on-the-field money and then off-the-field sponsorships. Uh, He's in an incredible financial position. I don't know that anyone in that type of financial position has ever managed a baseball team. And we're also talking about someone who really, really values his time with his family, someone who probably doesn't want to go on the road with the Giants 81 games a season, who's got young twins at home. Remember, he adopted them at the beginning of the pandemic and ultimately didn't play the 2020 season. He's not going to be in the dugout managing on a daily basis. He's also not going to be the general manager or president of baseball operations for the San Francisco Giants. I think the type of role that Derek Jeter had in Miami before he gave that up, that's not feasible for Buster Posey. Look, he's just too much of a family man, and you're far too involved in that type of a role in the day-to-day decisions. I think that there are micro-level decisions that you absolutely need people for, like bringing someone up from double A AA to triple A, evaluating, talking to scouts about you know the next progression for minor leaguers in your organization, thinking about the draft, thinking about free agency a year or two years in advance, the Rule 5 draft. Buster's not going to be involved at that level of the organization. He's going to be involved in the high-profile free agent pursuits that the Giants have on hiring decisions the Giants make deep in the future on advising Greg Johnson, Farhan Zaidi, and whoever is in a current leadership position on how they should think about strategy, how they should think about identity for the Giants' baseball club, uh, recommending players at the big league level, thinking about trades and the positive and negative impacts of them. But he's not going to be doing the day-to-day roles of a general manager or president of baseball operations. That's not realistic. And the other thing that I think that Giants fans would really like to see Buster Posey potentially involved in, but I don't see as too realistic for him. I don't see him becoming a forward-facing face of the franchise, a la a Larry Bear, a Greg Johnson, a Peter McGowan, someone from the ownership group who really is the link to the fan base, who's going on KMBR every two weeks to talk about the state of the team, who's regularly doing interviews with reporters about where the Giants are headed and why they made certain decisions. I think that he is very comfortable being in the ownership group, having this high-level advisory position, and being able to help shape the course 
and the future of the San Francisco Giants and where they're headed, but ultimately not being that forward-facing figure for this team. As much as I think a lot of fans would like to see Posey step into that type of role, I just don't think it's realistic. Again, maybe 15 years down the line when his kids are grown up and headed off to college, that's what he sees for himself. That's how he fills his time. But I don't see that being all that realistic right now. So let's talk about what Buster Posey's immediate future looks like. I think, like I just said, he will be involved in the high-profile free agent pursuits. He tried to help the Giants lure John Lester. He tried to help the Giants get Shohei Otani in the building. And look, this offseason, he will once again be part of the recruiting committee for Shohei Otani. I have no doubt about that. I don't have any inside sources, no inside information on that. But again, I think that Buster and Otani had a real mutual respect for each other based on what I've heard about the conversations that they did have when Otani was first deciding on a team coming to the United States. And I do think that he will be involved at a high level in the Otani pursuit this offseason and potentially in other pursuits. Who knows who the Giants go after? Maybe it's Cody Bellinger. Maybe it's Blake Snell. Maybe it's Matt Chapman. The free agent crop isn't all that great. But I do think when you have a Buster Posey, even if he's over in his career going after big free agents as a member of the San Francisco Giants, and he often liked to poke fun at himself for that, he will be involved on pitching people on coming to join this organization. I think he will be involved in the big picture organizational strategy and identity shaping conversations about where the Giants need to go as a team. Like, look, the Giants need to star. I think Buster Posey realizes that and I think he can make that recommendation and who they should pursue. Should the Giants consider trading and mortgaging part of their future uh, to ultimately get better in the present? I don't know that he'll be as involved in the particular players that they're discussing, but I do think he will be able to say, hey, look, fans know it's time. I think it's time. We ought to be contending. Year five of the Farhan's ID era, the Giants are still on the outskirts of the wildcard race thinking they have a shot in the final two weeks of the season. I think that the expectation should be higher internally, and I think that Buster Posey will help raise the expectation within the Giants organization. To him, it wasn't good enough to just be contending for a playoff spot because the standard in his career was a World Series. And I think that as long as he's a member of this ownership group, the standard will be getting deep into the playoffs, winning divisions, and ultimately winning titles, which is what every organization should be about, which I think, and many other people think, the Giants haven't really been about the last few seasons. And so I also think that there's a path for Buster Posey to potentially assist players in some sort of capacity, whether it be a roving instructor at spring training, whether it be talking to players on the field before the game, having conversations about the mental aspect, how you prepare for a ball game, because I've truly never met anyone who prepares with the rigor and the type of just deep personal investment for a baseball game that Buster Posey does, whether physically or mentally, I think that he can help a lot of players in that perspective. I don't know that he'll be the guy down in the cage like Barry Bonds has been for the Giants over the last few seasons, helping tweak swings. But I do know that if you're a young catcher like a Patrick Bailey, you were picking the brain of Buster Posey, and he will absolutely make himself available in that capacity. Is it a daily basis thing? I don't foresee that. Is it, hey, he comes to spring training, he helps out maybe outside of uniform, he offers his perspective to guys when they're at home at Oracle Park? I absolutely do foresee that being a part of the role that he plays for this organization moving forward. And so here's what I say at the bottom line of Buster Posey. For a Giants organization that's at a crossroads, for a Giants organization that's searching for an identity right now, and ironically, the post-Buster Posey era, because they haven't been able to fill his shoes, as I talked about in my last episode, from a star power perspective, there's a lot worse that you could do 
if you're Greg Johnson, if you're Farhan Zaidi, if you're Gabe Kapler, then picking the brain of Buster Posey, then leaning on the advice of Buster Posey because he knows what works in San Francisco. He took the franchise to unprecedented heights and he will forever be a legendary figure in the Bay Area. So while I don't foresee a future in managing, a future in baseball operations as a you know, general manager or a personnel executive for Posey in San Francisco, I do foresee him having a productive future with the organization, shaping the big picture strategy, being involved in hiring decisions, and ultimately helping the Giants rebuild this connection with fans that has been lost and one that Buster Posey knows oh so well. Thank you so much for listening to today's edition of the Kerry Crowley Show. Before I go, I just want to point this out. A big article dropped today on Sports Illustrated, Tom Verducci, uh, his takeout of the San Francisco Giants. If you haven't read it yet, some really interesting points. Uh, Verducci, one of my favorite baseball writers of all time, uh, he wrote, I think it was a line about how the Giants are about as exciting as managing a mutual fund. And it was just an all-out all takeout of their roster building strategy, how if their strategy for contending and building a roster is how you contend for a playoff spot and build a roster in the future of baseball, it's a future he wants no part of. It's a really interesting analysis and surely one that will generate a lot of discussion among Giants fans. So might talk about that later on this week. Planning on chatting with Roger Munter this week, who's out at Richmond, double-A playoffs this week, really looking forward to reading There Are Giants and talking with Roger about this uh, this development strategy that the Giants have right now and about really how connections with fans are built because uh, both Roger and I grew up uh, watching San Francisco Giants games, and I think that so many of you probably have a deep connection to the Giants organization and are wondering right now when that connection will really be sparked again, when you'll really feel the pull to go back to Oracle Park to watch this team on a nightly basis and to feel genuinely excited about the direction where the Giants are headed. Because while this team is in the midst of a playoff race, I've talked to a lot of family, a lot of friends, a lot of people who've listened to this show and offered kind comments, whether it be on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get this podcast or video, that you just don't feel that connection right now. And I can't say I blame you as I think about analyzing this team toward the end of the 2023 season. So I'm Kerry Crowley. So long and thank you for listening to today's edition of The Kerry Crowley Show.